Hello, and welcome to the Northern Grow Up podcast, a podcast where we share tips, tricks, and just discussion for those of us who garden, farm, homestead, or grow here in northern climates or northern zones. However, um, anybody around the world, no matter what zone you're in, is more than welcome to listen and join in the discussions. Okay, so welcome to our Growing Garden Staple Series. This is something that has been in the works for a little while, um, but it's in a bit of a popular demand. It's back by, it's in through demand. A lot of people are wanting to just basically know, just give me some straight how to's easy tips on how to grow just garden essentials. So um, I look here at our most common, uh, commonly bought items and seeds here, and I'm going to start a little podcast series, a mini series on how to grow these essentials. So I'm starting today with tomatoes or tomatoes. Um, I am... I was raised in Britain and moved to Canada several years ago, and sometimes I kind of slip into uh, saying either or tomatoes or tomatoes, so whichever one might come out during this podcast episode, we'll see. Um, but I'm starting with this plant as this seems to be the most universal starting plant. Everyone always seems to start with tomato plants when they begin their gardening journey. And I think that's typically because when you start out growing and you start out gardening, you go to the big box store and you might pick out those younger starter plants. And typically at the big box store, what your selection is tomatoes, peppers, uh, cucumbers. Um, I think that's potatoes, we've got some starter potatoes, just really kind of basic um, peas, anything like that, things to start with. Um, and so everyone seems to just always begin with tomato plants. And also, typically when you go to that store too, you end up, it's usually the little red cherry tomatoes or the bigger um, salad tomatoes, um, which are great. Those are great tomatoes to have. Um, we grow and use regular or common varieties, but did you know there are so many more varieties of tomatoes? So I'm just putting that out there if maybe you didn't and you kind of were just used to the couple of varieties we see at the uh, the big box stores, but there are actually tons of varieties of tomatoes out there. There's green, yellow, stripey, uh, tiger tomatoes. And they range in size from tiny nugget to really big, like black heirloom, like black cream, those big black heirloom varieties. Um, so there are tons of really cool looking different tomatoes out there. And if you are new or you've always grown the same few tomatoes, I really encourage you to go out there and have fun growing tomatoes that are different colors from what you've grown up with. Like... My mind was blown. I was like, oh, you can eat green tomatoes. You can eat yellow tomatoes. Like I totally just grew up with the tomatoes that we would get in the store. So I really encourage you to branch out 
this year and try some different varieties. Take a look at your local sellers, your seed sellers, um, see, just see what different varieties they have to offer. Um, and tomatoes, we, they are just, I think why they are such an essential is because they have so many fantastic uses. And I think in a typical, I'm going to say like quotation marks, a typical Western uh, type diet, which I, I do eat. Uh, it's pretty, I think we eat a lot of tomatoes. Tomato sauce features in a lot of foods and a lot of dishes. Um, and also just as snacks or on salads or summer dishes will quite often just feature fresh tomatoes. So we use tomatoes a lot here in our kitchen and we grow a lot. So we have to, um, we have to grow a lot. We eat it a lot and we can and freeze a lot of tomatoes as well. So we really need to make sure we are growing lots of them. Um, and they are just, I think, and, you know, I think in the summer there is something so unique and just, there's something really distinctly summer about picking fresh tomatoes off the vine and eating them. They are so delicious and they taste just literally reminds me of summer. In fact, anything about summer, eating outside and just eating fresh salads that you that you cut straight from your garden is just, there's just something so wonderful about that. Um, so let's start with growing tomatoes. Of course, I am focused more on how we grow them in northern climates. We are zone three here. Um, and uh, so I am going to be talking about how we grow them here in a colder climate. So typically... Well, in fact, every year we always have to start uh, from seed. We have to start indoors. We do not, for tomatoes, where we are, we do not have a long enough frost-free growing season to start tomatoes from seed in the ground. We have to start them indoors and then transplant out. So, of course, um, you could go to your farmer's market or garden center and you could buy a uh, like a starter plant or baby plant and you could buy that plant that's already been the growing indoors part has already been done for you and then they have the pot we have you get the pots and the uh, you get the plants in the pots and then at that time of year it's warm enough that you can just transplant those starter plants straight into your garden so that is an option but if you yourself are planning on starting from seed you've got your pack of tomato seeds then you uh, you want to start a lot earlier than that to get your plants going, but you know that's what that's very much what we used to do when we started gardening. May we always went to the garden center and would buy those starter plants. Now of course we um, have to start many tomatoes and we start them from seed, so they are ready to plant out. We typically try to plant out um, more towards the end of April. Um, beginning of May. So we start our seeds indoors and we start around March, give or take how the winter is looking. Sometimes it looks like we do, I know they're not super accurate, but we tend to look at the longer range forecast and kind of gauge what the next couple of weeks will look like in March and decide if we're going to start or hold off for a couple of weeks. Um, because the problem is you don't want to start too early 
or you can end up with really scraggy long seedlings. And then, as I have talked about before in previous episodes, you can end up with quite a lot of plants that you suddenly have to find space for. We have made the mistake of starting our tomato plants too early in the season. Um, and then we have a lot of plants that are sitting in solo red cups and we have them just basically anywhere we have shelves, window ledges, anywhere like that, that we need to um, just keep them indoors for a little bit longer because we have ended up with a bit of a colder, longer winter. So it's a bit of a judgment game, but you can do it. Um, so uh, we have uh, definitely started too early before. Or um, we have also, though, being seed producers, I don't recommend doing this for your crop, okay? So your crop of tomatoes, I don't recommend doing this. But I did want to share an anecdote that since we like to produce seeds, um, we have pushed our crops sometimes. And we have actually experimented with planting seedlings out in as early at the, I think it was the end of March, beginning of April. So we planted them outside then just to see if we could have some plants that survived. So frost had not passed for us then, but we wanted to see if we could get some to survive and uh, see if we could produce fruit. Um, and it's, we just like to experiment with different varieties. That's why. And um, we lost most of that first early crop. Luckily we, had planted some a few weeks later. We plant, we do a lot of succession planting, but we lost that first early crop that year. Uh, just a small handful actually did survive and they did not grow very big. They were very small little plants. and they, But they did produce a little bit of fruit later that year. So they weren't super productive, but you know, we just, we just were trying to experiment and sometimes we just basically like to see what, what we can push the limits of, I guess. Especially here, anything that you can do to kind of extend that season, if you can find colder, hardier, frost-tolerant plants that can extend your growing season, then you, we're all about that. So anyway, it did not go too well, but I thought I would share. So back to starting indoors. So we start beginning of March-ish, and by the time they you have germination, um, by the time they germinate and they have grown to a decent size, then it's usually about, um, you want them to be a decent size to be transplanted out. So from six weeks, we tend to time it about six weeks before the last frost date for your area. So look at when the last, the typical last frost date is for your area for the year and then plan for about six weeks before that, start trying to get those little tomato seeds to germinate indoors. This is because overall they do not tolerate frost and um, typically tomatoes also do enjoy sun for at least six hours of the, at least six hours of the day. So you're wanting to wait until a little bit later in the year to be able to get them outside so they're getting a good amount of sun and also the risk of the frost has passed. So typically, I'd say like end of April uh, for us, we sometimes can get frost into May, but we usually try to plant out end of April, beginning of May. 
and we start our seedlings uh, beginning of Mar March-ish, sometime in March. And when we do plant out, our seedlings are, they're pretty good little starter plants. You want to make sure that the leaves are not yellowing or really curled and that the stems are strong and straight. So you're looking for good plants, good stock to plant out. And those two, those couple indicators, the leaves look good, the stems are standing strong and straight. Those are good indicators too you could plant outside. I will say we practice rotation with our crops every year. We do not, um, and this also reduces risk of uh, disease, but we plant out, or uh, we try to rotate every year as well. Um, tomatoes do enjoy being planted in different spots every year, um, but try to get try not to get into the habit of planting all your tomato beds in the same place year after year. Beds typically also before you plant out your tomatoes, you want to get make sure your beds are nice and ready. So beds usually would be prepped. Uh, you want nice loose soil, well composted, and we usually will do all of our beds. We just kind of have a few days where we a couple of weeks before we start to plant the first um, seedlings outside, we will do our beds. Uh, so once the ground thaw thaws out, we turn them over, we get compost in, and we loosen up the soils. And then usually a couple of weeks later, we can have a big sowing and planting uh, session, basically. So before your seedlings go outside, so now you've got uh, your seedlings growing, into nice little starter plants and a couple of weeks before you plan on putting them outside, get your beds prepped. And you want to harden these little starter plants off before you transplant them outside. So about a week before you plan on doing it, you want to start just putting the tray or pots of seedlings outside for a few hours a day. And typically you want to start them in shade and then gradually increase the amount of sunlight you have them out uh, exposed to outside. And this just helps them to harden up. So you're just getting them used to the outdoor climate, the outdoor weather. And this will help immensely when it comes to transplanting them. Once you're ready to transplant, we also, I recommend planting cages and or staking to encourage your plant. You want to keep your plant growing um, more up and keeping those vines, those fruits off the ground. Um, I find if they are on the ground, they tend to, uh, they can get rot or they just, I find they will just, they're more prone to uh, pests that way too. So we uh, cage and plant stakes and we'll plant our uh, plants out in those cages or stake them. And you want to actually plant quite a deep hole when you're planting tomatoes. So when you're transplanting them, you will be pulling them out of your transplant tray, your little trays, your pots, whatever you use to start your seedlings off. And you will, they will have the stem and then they'll have the bottom leaves. And usually by this time, there's quite a good amount of, um, they have quite a long stem before the bottom leaves and we actually will bury most of that stem in the ground so just the bottom leaves of the plant are just above the ground and so it can feel like you are putting a lot of the stem in the ground and usually you would just want to you know kind of put the little root area in the ground but you we actually bury the stems quite a bit and just having those bottom leaves just above the ground.
and those little that's because those little hairs so the stems are very hairy they're covered in little fine hairs and those will actually uh, grow into roots so they will become roots as well and you're just giving your tomato plant a really good good solid root base then that way after you transplant it just make sure you water well uh, just to ensure they have lots of moisture and for the first few days you generally want to make sure they are very moist and well watered and in general this is just our plant maintenance in general but in those hot summer days we get up early and water in the mornings before the hot sun and this ensures plants have plenty of moisture for the day so tomato plants like consistent watering and they need quite a bit they like a lot of water so we get up in the mornings before the sun is really hot and up in the sky and give everything a good douse of water and that just make sure they have enough moisture to last them for the day so they're not they're not getting too dried out um they do so they do require a bit of maintenance they're not too finicky um but they do like that consistent uh water they like to be watered well and they do like to be planted in sun too they they are quite happy to have the sunlight we do weed around our tomato plants regularly um you, we do like to keep our tomato plants pretty weed free and we also as well with good garden maintenance we uh, spray all our plants regularly with compost teas as well um, one of the most common uh, issues we've ever had with tomato plants is the blossom and rot where the bottom of the tomato will uh, kind of gets sunken and it looks rotten um, that tends to be from calcium deficiency and it can be from uh, that can be from inconsistent watering so we basically for tomato plants have a good watering schedule and we're very low maintenance too we like to keep the whole garden pretty much on the same same schedule so everything that likes that a lot of water good consistent water go out in the mornings give them a good soak um and also like I said, we'd like to also give our garden, uh, we like to make nice compost teas to spray all of our plants with as well regularly. And tomatoes then, generally though, yeah, they, uh, we check them regularly for signs of disease, anything that would look out of the ordinary, it looks pretty unhealthy. Um, aphids can be quite attracted to them, just give them a good spray of water regularly and it tends to blast them, blast them off. And then once they're ready to harvest, uh, the tomatoes will be well formed, they can be red, they usually feel quite firm, and, or, well, red, I say, but whatever color that you have, I know, like I said, we have black, yellow, green, so they're just, they're round, they're firm, they're whatever color they need to be, and then they are ready to harvest, and tomatoes are fantastic, like I mentioned, to eat fresh. Um, if you are eating fresh, it's best to not put them in the fridge. It can make the flavor go just, they just don't taste as good in the fridge. You don't get that fresh, good taste from them. So we store ours in a bowl on a counter that we're planning to eat fresh. Or we tend to can and freeze a lot into tomato sauces. We use a lot of tomato sauce. Or you can also, um... If you essentially gut the tomatoes, cut the tops off, squeeze out all of the seeds and juice from the inside, you can also just freeze them and then you can use them later as well. I know a lot of people also, uh, you can dehydrate tomatoes too. 
um, which I think is really cool and I would like to try that this year as well. But that's just a quick uh, 101 essential on gardening and growing tomatoes. I hope you enjoyed uh, the episode today. Uh, some of the other vegetables we have coming up in this series include brassicas, uh, potatoes, cucumbers, corn, peas, beans, squashes. So those are some of the other garden staples we are going to be talking about in later episodes. Thank you for listening and joining us. Um, do take care. If you have any queries, you can email us at thenortherngrowerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at green.com rich.seed.co which uh, is more it's more of a personal uh, blog of our uh, homestead and seedy things um, or you can also check out our website at greenwitchseed.ca okay thank you and take care